Good morning, Orlando, and great to be back with you at 6 o'clock on a Monday morning. Time for Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, the search continues for a missing person in an Arizona flood. And a truck runs over a child on the beach. We'll have those details coming up in one minute. Frightening story there, Deb, for sure. Also, we're going to be talking about my take and yours on the GOP health care bill fiasco. And Donald Trump Jr. and the Russians next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Monday morning at 6.02 on News Radio 102.5. Crews in Arizona will continue searching today for a man swept away in a deadly flash flood. At least nine people were killed when floodwaters rushed through the popular Cold Spring swimming hole near Payson Saturday. Among those is a two-year-old boy. Authorities say a 27-year-old man is still missing. Initial reports said the final person that was missing was a 13-year-old boy, but that boy has now been counted among the dead. The Gila County Sheriff's Office says 14 members of a family were at the swimming hole when heavy rains caused the waters to rise upstream. Four people were rescued. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A boy is dealing with what are described as significant injuries after getting hit by a truck on the beach. The four-year-old is expected to survive yesterday afternoon's accident in Ormond Beach near the approach to Harvard Beach. Volusia County deputies say he was on a boogie board when he ran into the truck's bumper. 19-year-old Aaron Hagstrom of uh, Sanford was driving the truck but doesn't appear to have been at fault. Yeah, you know, when you get into a high-tide situation, it gets pretty crowded with the driving lanes on Volusia County driving beaches, Deb. You know, and they ride those boogie boards right up to the last little slick of water. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, hope and he survives. Up, ended up running into a truck's uh, truck's bumper. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think it ran and wind up uh, running over at least to some degree over his stomach. From what we hear, we wish him well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on the other side of the Florida coast, the largest sinkhole in Pasco County, which is just north of Tampa, in three decades appears to have stopped growing after swallowing two homes, a boat, and a swimming pool on Friday. Five homes in Landa Lakes have been deemed unsafe for reentry, while residents of four other homes were allowed to return. Thankfully, no injuries were reported. Having lost a house to a sinkhole yeah. years ago, not an imploding one like that, a slow-moving sinkhole, and it, it, it's just a frightening story. This is an absolute nightmare. Now they're worried about water quality with them. Um, uh, wells being compromised, Absolutely, et cetera. Absolutely, because yeah. this hole, which they say is, you know, over 200 feet across and at least 50 feet deep, is just full of all the construction debris from these two homes yeah. that have fallen in. One of the families said that they were only able to save their grandparents' ashes. That was the only thing they were able to grab oh my. before their house fell into this massive hole. Mm. President Donald Trump is back in the nation's capital after spending the weekend in New Jersey. He was at his golf course in Bedminster to take in the U.S. Uh, Women's U.S. Open, which was won by Sung Hyun Park on Sunday. Throngs of fans flocked to the course, as did both supporters and detractors of the president. Several players apparently visited with him after their rounds as well. President Trump reiterated his attack on what he refers to as fake news on Sunday morning, tweeting that reports of a Russian collusion are a, quote, hoax. The Health and Human Services Secretary says Republican governors say they want flexibility on health care. Tom Price said on Sunday's ABC's This Week, the HHS department is going through all of the rules and regulations of the bill and determining whether it helps or harms patients if it increases costs or decreases costs. Price adds governors, quote, need to be able to design a Medicaid program that works for their population, end quote. The current health care bill does cut $700 billion 
in Medicaid spending. And finally, legendary actor Martin Landau is dead. The actor known for his roles in North by Northwest and Ed Wood died Saturday after suffering complications during a short hospital stay at UCLA Medical Center. He was 89 years old. Landau earned the Best Supporting Actor Oscar in 1994 for his role in Ed Wood. He was also known for his role on the Mission Impossible television series in the 1960s. But that's not the only loss coming out of Hollywood today. Legendary horror film director George Romero has also died at the age of 77. The night of the living dead filmmaker died in his sleep after a brief battle with lung cancer. Romero spawned the zombie film craze with his 1968 cult classic. The film resulted in several sequels, including Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, and Land of the Dead. And for those of you who like the zombies, like The Walking Dead, all can thank George Romero for bringing that. I was reading that the original Night of the Living Dead, you talk about a return on investment for a filmmaker, made it for 114000 bucks, Deb. Wow. <laughs> Can you even imagine? No, because it's still making money in this it day is, and age. It is, yeah. Unbelievable. WFLA News Time 606. Check out the photo of a soldier saluting a funeral procession in the pouring rain at 1025WFLA.com. Photo has absolutely gone viral, but wait for just a moment because the first hour of Good Morning Orlando with the return of Bud Hedinger starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Deb, it is great to be back with you and to hear your dulcet tones on the 50,000-watt front porch. How are you doing? It's good. doing good. Happy that you're back. How was your vacation? Oh, it was great. Great family vacation on the Gulf up in Alabama. Everybody got together at a central location, all 12 of us at one condo. You got it was some wild. nice sun. Yes, I did get a few rays yes, along the did. way. And uh, Yaffe, it's great to be back with you. You were hosting and producing when Mark Logus was at the microphone you last week. You missed quite a week of news, bud. I did. Just so you know. Yeah, and it took <laughs> me a while to catch up. I came back because I disconnect when I'm on vacation, as you know, to yeah. get kind of therapy, you know. And I had to get back and all of a sudden, holy smokes. <laughs> Man, I got a lot of booking to do to get ready for Monday's show. But we are ready to go, and it is great to be with you on the 50,000-watt front porch. Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. My take in yours on where we stand on the GOP healthcare bill fiasco, and that's what it seems to be turning into, doesn't it? And Donald Trump Jr. and the Russians. What have we got here? Red meat for the Trump haters or the biggest nothing burger on the planet? We'll talk about it next. It is great to be with you. Good Monday morning. We'll dive right in and we'll have, of course, an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in only two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Gaffey, and maybe that there's some kind of a curse on the effort to at least in part repeal and then replace Obamacare. The Senate, for the first time since 1994, McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, says we're going to delay the cherished August recess for two weeks. So primarily we can work on the health care legislation, also get rolling on tax reform and some other big issues that need attention clearly. Okay, now all of a sudden, Senator McCain at age 80 comes down with a serious physical problem. He has a two-inch blood clot behind one of his eyes inside his head and He's going to be out initially, they said, for a week. The surgery supposedly successful, 
upon he's a vote they hope to get toward the 50 they need to get this thing passed, sent back to the House for reconciliation, then on to President Trump uh, for his signature. Now the New York Times is reporting this is more extensive, more serious perhaps than had been initially thought, and that he could be out two or three weeks before he can get back from Arizona to Washington, and he cannot vote unless he is in his seat in the United States Senate. So there we go. So much for the benefit of um, of delaying and partially canceling the August recess. I mean, nothing's you're, going right for the Republicans here. You're right. It's like it's like they're cursed. It is like <laughs> they are, and maybe maybe some certainly some of this is of their own making here. Exactly. You know, the one of the big problems is you got somebody like Rand Paul who was very consistent, and since the very beginning, the Kentucky senator has been all about full repeal of Obamacare. Okay. And a lot of others ran to get reelected on the very popular yep. cry, we are going, put us in Washington, put me in Washington, I'll be a vote for the repeal and the replacement of Obamacare. They were talking conservative, but they refused to walk that talk now. And what this GOP uh, health care bill has become is a Christmas tree onto which billions of dollars of subsidies and bribes for various lawmakers to try to get their vote just continues to die of its own weight. Well, and that's exactly why Rand Paul said he would not vote for it, was all the subsidies and everything else. He calls it Obamacare light. Yep. I think he's right in most instances on this bill. Yeah, and, and it's amazing. Um, when you look at the polling while I was out, uh, and, and, and you were here and you reported on this, along, I'm sure, with Mark Logos when he was hosting the show, that there are polls out now that show the American people favor Obamacare over the GOP health care bill that is designed to undo the Obamacare death spiral. And in some cases, the margin is not even close. What kind of a political pickle does that put the Republicans in here? Yeah, I know. I don't know. Where do you go with that? If you say, well, wait a minute, I'm going to I'm going to now vote to do what I promised I would do. But now it isn't what the people want done. They don't like what we've got. We think it's the best we can all agree on. We may commit political suicide for voting for this thing. I'm out of the prediction game because I made a couple of bad ones vis-a-vis health care recently, Yaffe. Do you have any thought on how this thing is going to play out? I don't know where <laughs> this is going. I think it ultimately might be that they get what Rand Paul wants. You know, they want a vote for out-and-out repeal and then ultimately seeing if you can get together with the Democrats and come up with something that works better than the failing Obamacare. So you get out of the prediction game and you want me to give yes, the prediction game right now? Yeah, somebody's got to do it. You, I want <laughs> you on front, this front lines taking the income. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see a repeal and replace later like uh, Rand Paul and Ben Sass have been calling for. Yeah. But I don't even think that can happen at this point. Yeah. So it's it's a mess. It really is. It really, really is. Um, Rick Scott and uh, Marco Rubio here taking a look at the situation in Florida. They're not happy. Uh, about uh, the Medicaid reimbursements here. You got a state like New York, the governor points out, almost the same population as Florida, okay? But because they they um, they went for the for the federal Medicaid funding under Obamacare, Florida did not, which I think was the right move here. They get more of a subsidy. They get thirty three billion dollars. Florida gets only fifteen billion. Doesn't seem right. Rubio's worried about something special here, like what happens if we have a major health emergency? He's thinking about Zika. If that just goes crazy, 
the mosquito-borne virus that, that causes all those birth defects. And he's saying we're going to need to have a cap removed on Medicaid reimbursement if we run into that kind of a situation. That kind of stuff is going on state by state by state. What a mess that is. 407-916-5400. Yeah, Yaffe was reluctant to predict. I'm out of the prediction game. I have no idea where this is going. Where do you think it's going? And how do you feel about the state of affairs vis-a-vis the health care bill? 407-916-5400. And the text line 23680. Uh, in a moment, I got some new Trump polling. Very interesting stuff there. Because the polling is done among those who back the president fervently for election. How do they feel now? Trump's support seems to be slipping across the board. And what about Donald Trump Jr. and this whole Russian scandal? The president says it's all fake news. I'll tell you my take on one aspect of this here in a moment and see what you think. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Congressional Budget Office score on the GOP health care bill is expected out sometime this week. You know, my guess is that is not going to help the cause. Um, and uh, it's hard to tell exactly how this is going to play out. I don't see the 50 votes right now. I really don't. And maybe Rand Paul is right, you know. This, this is, uh, this is going to be an albatross around our necks as Republicans if we pass this thing because it will not end, he says, the, um, uh, the death spiral that is Obamacare. And, and, and all it does is just throw more money at the health care situation to try to prop up the system. It is not what the Republicans ran on and promised the repeal of Obamacare. So um, anyway, we'll see how it goes. Yaffe, while I was gone, this whole thing with Trump Jr. Um, uh, developed about the, um, you know, the, the, the meeting during the, uh, the early part of the campaign or during the campaign uh, held at Trump Tower, you know, yes. and initially it was just, a, you know, I don't know, there was one Russian in there and they were talking about adoptions or something like that. Now, all of a sudden, every time you turn around, there's another mystery player who surfaces who supposedly was at this meeting. And, uh, and you know, and, and it's drip, 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 drip. And the whoever was at the meeting gets bigger and bigger. And you look at the at the at the the anti-Trump media and, you know, and there are all these foreboding looking silhouettes of people unnamed with question marks over their bodies and everything else. There was some funny stuff on Twitter over the weekend about people that were at the meeting, and one of them was like Boris and Natasha from um, Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> really? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> There's some right. funny stuff, but yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know on this thing. The, the, the one observation I want to make is um, the relationship between Trump and the media is just so. Um, contentious now, beyond anything it has ever been. I think what you have is, within the Trump camp, a real paranoid circle-the-wagons mentality, wondering, are we paranoid enough about the media that's out to get us, that hated us during the campaign, don't accept the idea that we actually won the election despite their efforts to make sure that we didn't, and they're out to get us, and there's no question about it. And then Trump hits them back with the fake media thing and fake news, et cetera. And I think what you have is you have a bunch of businessmen here who are used to being able to do things in private when they want to do things in private, and they, have, and they are totally 
committed to this idea, and they are right on this, that the media wants to destroy them because the media is largely a creature of the left in this country. And so you want to give them as little information as you possibly can. And, and because you know that whatever you put out there, no matter what it is, they are going to club you with it and beat you with it and try to destroy you with it. So you give them as little as possible, and we go down the drip, drip, drip road, and then everybody is saying they're lying, they're lying, they're lying. But I understand why they're doing it. I understand why they're doing it. What's your take on how much damage this Trump Jr. thing is doing? I... I've looked at it, but I'm late to it coming back from vacation when I disconnected. I don't see this as nearly what the anti-Trump media machine, the ATM machine, as I've dubbed them, thinks it is, insists it is, and wants it to be. Well, I mean, the Democrats came out immediately, some of them, and said it's treason. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Treason? Really? Yeah, Tim Kaine said that. See Benedict I mean, Arnold for notes for crying out loud. I mean, it's it's come on. Even if there is something to this, they've totally overreacted. And like you said, the media has just gone crazy over it. They still don't have any proof that there was actual collusion. At worst, it was intent to collude. But actual collusion, they still don't have any proof, but they think they have the smoking gun. So we'll see what happens. It doesn't seem like it to me. I don't know. I'm taking a look at the gun. I don't see much smoke. <laughs> I don't, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get into this latest uh, polling on Trump um, among people who really supported him fervently and actually are responsible for getting him elected. Where are they on Donald Trump now? You may fit into that category. If so, be ready to call me and tell me, are you still as solidly behind Trump as you were on November 8th when you cast your vote for him? More so? Or less so, or about the same is the question. If you want to join the conversation, 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Deb, you know, um, we have our share of floods here in Florida, but here, because of the flatness of the land, we kind of know they are coming most yeah. of the time. Not so everywhere. No, and this is just a terribly, uh, terribly frightening story, as well as a tragedy where search teams in Arizona will be out again today looking for a man swept away in a deadly flash flood. At least nine people were killed when floodwaters roared through a popular swimming hole Saturday near Payson. That's about 80 miles northeast of Phoenix. Authorities say a 27-year-old man is still missing. The Gila County Sheriff's Office said 14 members of a family were at the swimming hole when heavy rain sent floodwaters blasting down the the stream they had absolutely no warning that this was coming four people were rescued mm. out of that family of 14 because it ran down the mountains from so far away yeah exactly i oh, mean it boy. was like over well 80 miles away they had yeah. nowhere near the stormy weather had no idea that this wall of water was coming to them. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. California is leading the nation in CEO departures. Andrew Challenger with the executive coaching firm Challenger Gray and Christmas says California had 70 CEOs that are now out of the job through the first six months of 2017. It's a time when there's just a lot of change in the economy. When we see volatility, we see a lot of mergers and acquisitions, companies taking larger stakes, in other firms when they get purchased, and often that comes with a change at the top of the company. Most notably, Uber CEO Travis Kalanick left late, late last month amid a scandal that his company tolerated sexual harassment and discrimination. Following California, Texas had the second most CEO job changes through the first six months of the year at 61, New York at 35 CEO changes, and 29 each 
in Massachusetts and Florida round out the top five. A total of 567 CEO changes were made since January 1st. Families looking to set sail with Disney will soon have a new option. The company announced over the weekend it'll add one more cruise ship to the two it already planned. All three are expected to be ready for 2023, which would give Disney seven cruise ships. Disney says the ships will take family cruise vacations to a whole new level. Finally, the White House is declaring this Made in America Week to promote American-made products. A Made in America product showcase today will include crafts and other items from all 50 states. President Trump will talk about the importance of making things in America on Wednesday. He'll travel to Norfolk, Virginia on Saturday for the commissioning of the USS Gerald R. Ford I in the Navy's new class of nuclear-powered aircraft carriers. You can get these stories and more at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Bud Hedinger and Gina Cervetti in the Bloomberg Business Report. Absolutely right, Devin. Let's bring her on live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. Gina Cervetti, good morning to you. Bud, good morning and welcome back. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be back and to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch with our Monday morning check on stocks and uh, what those futures are indicating as you view them. Mm-hmm. Well, right now it looks like we might be headed for a higher Wall Street open. They are flat to a little bit higher, but they are all green. We have crude oil at $46.55 a barrel, and that is little changed. We are expecting earnings from Netflix later today. It's going to be a busy week of earnings. We have the S&P 500 and the Dow both starting out at new records today because investors are pretty optimistic about what we're going to see for earnings. And we had the Bloomberg Orlando index rising about uh, four-tenths percent for all of last week. Retailers were among the best performers. This is an index that gauges the local economy. Well, very nice news for us here in Central Florida. We thank you for that, Gina. And uh, you folks have been doing some polling with a little bit of a different focus than some of the other polls that are out there. What's the Bloomberg poll all about? Right. Well, Americans are feeling pretty optimistic about their jobs and the economy. According to a Bloomberg national poll, it shows 58% believe they're moving closer to realizing their own career and financial aspirations. Now, they don't necessarily credit President Donald Trump. He hasn't been in office that long, but just 40% approve of the job that he's doing. 55% view him unfavorably. However, Trump did score best on his handling of the economy. Two-thirds polled here do not think he'll succeed in building a wall along the Mexican border, at least not during his first term. More than half are saying he won't be able to revive the coal industry. But where he does score, almost two-thirds say he will make significant cuts in government regulation. And the Bloomberg National Poll also shows that Trump's voters are still sticking with him. Among those that cast ballots for him, 89 percent still say he's doing a good job. Yeah, we've got more on related Trump polling here in a moment. Good job setting the table for us there, Gina. And the folks, um, your colleagues at Bloomberg Business Week are reporting on an outfit known as the Kaspersky Lab. What's this mm-hmm. all about? Well, national security officials are concerned that the Russian firm, it's a cybersecurity firm, has a closer working relationship with Russia's intelligence community than it has revealed publicly. And this is according to an article in Bloomberg Businessweek. The company's CEO, Eugene Kaspersky, calls these claims unfounded conspiracy theories. Kaspersky Lab has 400 million users around the world, many of them here in the United States. And the full story is in this week's issue of Bloomberg Businessweek. Very interesting. And before you go, I'm a huge National Football League fan. 
But a lot of folks fell out of love with the NFL last year, and the TV ratings were down. The NFL is making some changes, Bloomberg reports this morning, Mm -hmm. Gina, to try to get folks back in front of the TV set. What's the story? That is right. If you notice more split screens, fewer commercial breaks on the broadcast this coming season, you can credit the fans who served as football's guinea pigs. Last fall, just as the television ratings were in free fall, the NFL invited fans into a lab that was designed like a living room. The tests are leading to big changes in how the games will be broadcast when the regular season starts September 7th on NBC. The goal here is to keep us engaged and protect the $3.5 billion in annual television advertising taken in by the networks. Viewership fell about 8% for the NFL last year, according to Nielsen, hurt by weak matchups, competition from the campaign, the presidential campaign, and negative publicity. Well, the regular season will be starting in less than two months. We'll have an idea to gauge how we feel about what they put in front of us on the NFL broadcast. Great first word on that. Thank you so much, Gina. Look for you tomorrow morning for the next edition of the Bloomberg Business Report. Have a wonderful day in New York. Great to be back with you after a wonderful family vacation along the uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama coast. Um, and that was uh, just an absolutely great time. at <laughs> all 12 of us in a condo, and it was just a blast. And it is, uh, I should say, great to be back here. This is my other family here at WFLA in the 50,000-watt front porch. And what a great, great team we have. Yaffe, Deb, everybody who works in the newsroom and behind the scene and management, just terrific. It's always a pleasure. Not too many people can say they enjoy coming back to work after vacation. I can say here I do. In my broadcast career, there have been times when I very definitely did not feel that way. It's just great here. Now, at any rate, uh, Gina was telling us a moment ago on the Bloomberg Business Report that the Bloomberg poll shows that folks who back Trump for president are still sticking with him in big numbers, 89%. The numbers are not as impressive for President Trump uh, and some other outlets that I think are more committed to the cause of destroying this president and this presidency the anti-Trump media machine, the ATM machine, as I call them. Um, The ABC Washington Post poll that Trump is trashing as fake news um, indicates he has a 36% overall approval rating. There's an NBC News Washington, or rather Wall Street Journal poll out, which is a little bit different, and apparently they're going to be doing this on a regular basis, putting the focus on voters where Trump was the strongest. Um... Those in Trump counties, counties that he won in this country, they are now supporting the president 50% approval, 46% disapproval. And then there are the flip counties where Obama won them in 2012, but Trump took it away uh, from Hillary and won those same counties in 2016. In just the flip counties, the Trump approval rating is only 44% now. Folks who made a change from voting Democrat to Republican are having some voter remorse is what the poll is telling us. Make of it what you will. Disapproval 51, approval 44 in the flip counties. The surge counties where Trump did substantially better than Romney did in 2012 running on the Republican side for president. In the surge counties, you've got Trump at 56% approval and 40% disapproval. Yaffe, I think most Trump supporters are holding fast. I think there is some frustration 
I think there is a cooling of the fervor for the president amid the frustration of all the great ideas that he has, falling victim in some cases, you know, to mistakes that he is making or just, you know, battles that he is that he is creating that don't need to be created, you know, tweeting too reflexively too often. I hear that from Trump supporters who just say, I wish he would back off on that and he'd be better off if he did. And then the frustration with not getting any support from the Democrats at all, particularly on health care, and not getting the kind of support from his own party hierarchy in Washington and in the House and the Senate that any president should expect to get from their own party. So I think there is some softening, and I think part of it is frustration, you know, at the lack of help he's getting and at how he sometimes seems to be his own worst enemy. And I and I feel those things as well. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. What are your thoughts on that here this morning? Yaffe's working the phones and the text line, so I'm going to pause a moment and let him catch up with me, and then we will talk. I'm so glad I voted for Trump, all the frustrations aside, and I would not wish to change my vote were it possible to do so. Where do you Trump supporters stand? I've given you some interesting polling on this, and the text line is lighting up. Yaffe, what do you see coming in? Uh, Yes, bud. I'm getting a lot of people that said their support for Trump will never waver. In fact, that's exactly what one person said. He said 100% support, never waver. Another person said Trump doing a wonderful job. We'll vote for him again. Let's go to Enrique on the phone line. Good morning from Lake County and beautiful Eustis. How are you, uh, Enrique? I'm quite fine, thank you. Good to have you with me. Where are you in your support for Trump compared to when you voted for him? A hundred percent for Trump. No matter what they try to do to him, I will support him because I know it's all about it's all about trying to get get him out of out of office. When he's doing, he's doing the best he can with the support he's getting. Imagine if he would get a hundred percent support from the Republican Party. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice, Enrique? Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Oh, before we hit the news with Deb at the top of the hour, I've got to share this with you that caught my eye when I came back from vacation. Amazon.com, which is about as red hot as anything could be. I mean, this online shopping thing is going crazy. It's tough on the bricks and mortar stores that seem to be closing down one after another here and across the land. But people are voting for the convenience of online shopping, and and they they really invented it at the level it's being done at Amazon.com. They are going to build a big warehouse, lots of jobs, not great paying, but lots of jobs at Amazon.com. And guess what? Local officials did not shell out a penny, we are told, in incentive money to get Amazon to come here. Amazon wanted to be in Central Florida, super growth market, and we didn't have to give them anything to get here. And we shouldn't be engaging in this repetitive practice of corporate welfare. For a company like Amazon.com, which has got a license to print money, they're so awash in riches and cash, it's unbelievable. Now, they ask for incentives. We're not sure whether they ask for any here. They've asked for them in other parts of the country, but you need to say no. And we need to say no in almost every case I can think of. 
to those who were seeking corporate welfare at the expense of local taxpayers. No. Business wants to set up shop here. They're going to set up shop here because this is where they want to be and they can make money. And we should not be handing them money so they can make money. They need to make it on their own. Good to see that our local leaders did not provide any incentive money. It is reported in a commentary by Orlando Sentinel columnist Scott Maxwell. I don't agree with him on politics too often, but he's a terrific columnist, and he's right on the money there, and it's a great story. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour on a beautiful Monday morning as we update you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning the search continues for a missing person in an Arizona flood, and emergency rules are being crafted for Florida's new medical marijuana law. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. Local trucker causes a 7,000-pound pipe to crash down and almost kill a driver below and only gets a careless driving ticket? Can we talk about this? Yes, and we will next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Monday morning at 7.03 on News Radio 1025. The search continues today in Arizona for a man swept away in a tragic flash flood. At least nine people were killed when waters rushed through the popular Cold Spring swimming hole near Payson on Saturday. Among those among the dead is a two-year-old boy. Authorities say a 27-year-old man is still missing. The Gila County Sheriff's Office says 14 family members were at the swimming hole when heavy rains elsewhere caused the waters to rise. Only four people were rescued. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The people writing the rules for Florida's new medical marijuana law want you to know it could have an impact on your libido. Members of the Medical Cannabis Work Group are drafting the consent forms for treatment, and Dr. Michelle Mendez says they've added language saying medical marijuana may affect the production of sex hormones. Men could develop breasts, and you know, women could have a, uh, an increase in estrogen levels that are unsafe, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that by just putting in there, what do you mean by sex hormones, this opens up the discussion, which is what informed consent is for. The new medical marijuana consent form will also include language warning women to talk to their physician if they're trying to become pregnant or are nursing a child. A new study says working long hours can raise the risk of a common and potentially dangerous irregular heart rhythm condition. British researchers found that people who work 55 hours a week or more were about 40% more likely to develop atrial fibrillation than people who worked 35 to 40 hours a week. Atrial fibrillation contributes to stroke, heart failure, and stroke-related dementia. The scientists studied more than 85,000 people in the U.K. and three other European countries for more than 10 years. New data reveals a high amount of a chemical called phthalates are in the powdered cheese of boxed macaroni and cheese. The small study showed that 29 out of 30 of cheese products tested had the chemical present, but natural cheeses had the lowest amounts and processed cheeses had the highest amounts. Phthalates are typically used in soaps, plastics, adhesives, and rubbers. The chemical is linked to fertility and behavioral issues, according to the National Institutes of Health. And finally, something I know Bud's getting ready to talk about right after the news this morning. When 36-year-old Jesus Armando Escobar was exiting off of I-4 onto the beach line, he had no idea what was about to happen on the overpass above him. 33-year-old Antonio Wharton of Kissimmee was driving a Mack truck loaded down with scrap metal at about 7.30 Saturday morning. As he negotiated the curve, he lost control of the truck, hit the guardrail, and overturned the vehicle. 
The Florida Highway Patrol says a 7,000-pound metal pipe flew off Wharton's truck, tumbled off the overpass, and landed squarely on the roof of Escobar's Pontiac van. The force of the impact crushed the driver's side roof of the van. Somehow, Escobar, the father of three, was literally able to walk away from the crash with only minor injuries. Troopers say if he'd been sitting in any other seat, he would have likely been killed. Wharton was ticketed for careless driving. Escobar was released from the hospital Saturday night, and his wife says he doesn't even remember the crash. Maybe that's better that he doesn't. It's It's truly miraculous. Yeah, when you see the vehicle, it's Uh, hard to believe anybody survived. It really, really is. We have a huge problem, I think, you know, with not creating the same, uh, the kind of deterrent we need to um, in the way we penalize people for unsecured loads. You know, and to wind up giving a careless driving ticket when is a, a seven thousand I know, a seven thousand pound pipe flies off your truck, but oh my bad. Holy smokes. We need to talk about what needs to change here, and it is an amazing story. Um, Deb, thanks for setting the table. Yeah, you got it. And congratulations to Jesus Escobar, who definitely has some angels on his side. Yes, they don't call him Jesus for nothing, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Absolutely. Good first name to have when you got a 7,000 pipe uh, coming at your vehicle. Right now, WFLA News Time at 7.07. And you can read about a man who runs a tiny food pantry from his front lawn. At 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. And good to be back with you from the Frontgate Realty Studio. We come this morning. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Great to be back with the Deb Meister in Yaffe, who's running the show, producing in there, and was hosting last week. In a couple of days, Mark Logos hosted, and I thank them both. Uh, Michael is uh, with us this morning and screening, and we're going to talk about this miraculous survival story, but also the other side of the story with this truck and the unsecured load, the 7,000-pound pipe crashing down from an overpass, on to this fellow driving along I-4 Saturday morning who is truly lucky to be alive. It is miraculous, but it's incredible to me that all he gets, the driver of the truck with the unsecured load, is a careless driving ticket. We got so much stuff flying off trucks in Florida. It's unbelievable that more people are not killed. I think the problem is that the penalties are not severe enough to deter this kind of irresponsible and potentially deadly behavior. So let's talk about it here, and we will in a moment. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You know, I think maybe I'd really like to hear from anybody on this amazing story about this guy who got a 7,000-pound pipe dropped on him from a turned-over truck on an overpass above him while he was driving down I-4 Saturday morning and walked away with only scratches. And thank God for him, no memory of the thing. What an unbelievable story this is. It's a miraculous story of survival, but that's not where the emphasis needs to be here, I believe, this morning. And i particularly like to hear from some of you truckers about the issue of unsecured loads. I mean, it's an epidemic here in Florida. This is the worst example I think I've seen, but stuff comes flying off trucks all over the place here. We get highways shut down because we've got watermelons and we've got fruits, but it's worse than that. Giant metal pipes or logs come flying off. I don't think that we're serious in our Florida laws 
about deterring this kind of behavior with prohibitive penalties. You only get a careless driving ticket? That's what the, the troopers gave. That's what the troopers gave the driver, Antonio Wharton. Obviously, at a top-heavy load, he's going around the bend and the overpass, the beach line above I-4. And, and, you know, physics being what physics are, you get to a certain point, it'll flip the truck. It's a Big Mac truck, and it flips over, and the pipe comes flying out, almost kills the guy down below. And for that, to get a careless driving? What is that? What it can be is 160 to $500 and four points on your license. If it's reckless driving where you intended to do it, which is clearly not appropriate here, I have no thought whatsoever, and neither should you, that Antonio Wharton was trying to get Jesus Escobar. I mean, come on, that's absurd. The penalties for reckless driving would be 90 days in jail up to a $500 fine. But the issue is really unsecured loads. I don't think we have enough of a deterrent to that here. I've been looking up the laws on this. The Florida statute 316.520 says, among other things, it is the duty of every owner and driver to prevent materials from falling, blowing, or in any way escaping from the vehicle. Covering and securing loads is required. Florida penalties are among the more severe in the country, but I don't think they're severe enough when this kind of stuff goes on all the time, sometimes with tragic results. By all rights, we should have had a fatality here. But for the grace of God, Jesus Escobar is alive with only very minor injuries. Florida, $500 to $5,000 in possible jail time for an unsecured load that causes a problem. I don't know. What do the penalties need to be here? I think they need to be more severe. I think there needs to be incarceration involved for this kind of thing, putting other people's lives at jeopardy. And I think it needs to be made known. I um, We, we should be talking about an absolutely horrendous tragedy here. Miraculously, we are not. This married father of three is going to see his kids and enjoy his wife and his family and hopefully many, many more years of life at age 36. No thanks to this driver who flipped his truck with a 7,000-pound pipe that came flying out and over the beach line overpass onto I-4 and crushed the driver's van somehow. He managed to escape. What do we need to do that we're not doing here? To me, it's it's just absurd that all he gets is a careless driving ticket. I'm sure there will be lawsuits flying along the way. But it seems to me that there ought to be more there than a careless driving ticket. And the penalty for allowing such a thing to happen, I think, really needs to be ratcheted up big time. I'd like to know what you think. And I'd particularly like commentary from you truckers who are on the road. 407-916-5400. Am I too tough? Does something need to change or does nothing need to change? It's just one of those things that periodically happens. And, bud man, you need to lighten up and we just need to accept that that's life. I'm not there. What are your thoughts on this? Let's talk, shall we? Good to be back with you on the 50,000-watt front porch, 407-916-5400. And the text line, 23680. 
Yaffe, this is not just a Florida problem with trucks not securing their loads and stuff coming flying out under our roads and highways. I looked it up um, every year, I don't know, or, or at least for the last several years, or something like 500 people have died around the country. So this kind of thing goes on. But, I mean, I've just never seen it in so many ways, and it's just such uh, so much devastation at times as we see here in the state of Florida. And a careless driving ticket for what went on there? And um, and 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 the idea that the the penalties for not securing your load are as meager as they are, I don't think that's going to cut it. You you set up penalties in the criminal justice system to modify behavior, change behavior in this case, and get people to secure their load or else. I do feel like you're right that there's just stuff all over Florida roads. All the time <laughs> that you're having to dodge. Never seen anything like it. It's just, there's no end to it. It's refrigerators in the middle of the road. Our traffic reports, listen to them. There's a refrigerator <laughs> on so the Lake Jessup Bridge. You know, there's five acres of oranges over the 429. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. You just, know? just yesterday, I was down on 95. I saw a ladder in the road all crushed up from people running over it, oh, tires. Yeah. Yes. See it all the time. I know it. And a 7,000-pound pipe was a different one here. That guy was lucky. Oh, boy, was so he? So lucky. By the way, you know, a picture is worth a 1,000 words. Deb and I tried to set the table on this story here by painting the word picture. But if you want to see what we're talking about, Yaffe, you can do it. Yeah, go to 1025WFLE.com, our website. Click on the Good Morning Orlando tab and um, go to Bud's Daily Recap. You go to today's version. The link is there. We also have links to all the other stories, but for this one as well, you have to see the picture of what this van looked like. It's astounding he survived. It truly is. It's it's a miracle. But it never should have happened. What's the text line incoming say? Yeah, one person said, unsecured loads are a tremendous hazard to life and property. Uh, Should be jail time, loss of license, or even more depending on the severity of the offense. And I think the company, the trucking company, needs to bear responsibility here. The deterrent needs to lie there as well with increased penalties for this kind of irresponsible and potentially deadly behavior. Yep. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Scott wants to weigh in. Good morning from Apopka. Nice to have you with me, Scott. Yeah, but, I mean, you see... Sanford and Sons driving down the road all the time with their scrap metal and their yeah. For folks who are, are that's an old sitcom, and and it was a couple of guys who dealt in in scrap metal and junk and stuff, you know, in their pickup truck in the opening uh, scene there, just full of all kinds of stuff that we see flying out of trucks everywhere these days in Florida. And then the DOT has been passed over to the state police now. And I think the state police is kind of getting stretched thin, and I think they need to give the state police a little bit more money in their budget to hire more officers so they can uh, track these people. Well, that's an interesting angle on that. Maybe we should look into that, Scott. Thank you. Jim, you're in Orlando with a thought on everything we've been saying. Good morning to you, Jim. Hi, how you doing? I was just wanting to call in and let you know I think you're persecuting the wrong person on this pipe that fell off. Okay, go ahead. Well, there's a 99% chance that driver never even touched the freight. You're talking about a 7,000-pound pipe that was more likely loaded with a crane at a dock somewhere. So if you're going to persecute anybody, you need to persecute the people loading the freight. So you would think the driver has no responsibility here? In, in a thing like that, no. There's really? no way that he can personally get up there and 
experience and move to see if that freight secured is too heavy for him. That's where it comes into these people that they're hiring on these docks. Now, if you want to talk about the so-called Sanford and Sons driving down the road that's got stuff flying all up, uh, but yeah, you can blame them drivers all you want. They personally load that. But these 53-foot trailers that are loaded with cranes, these drivers don't even touch that freight. Well, this is a now, Mack truck. It was a, like a dump truck, okay? Now, here, here's the deal, um, and, and I'll take issue with you to this point. It would seem to me if you have a top-heavy load, which you clearly have here, Mack trucks going around a curve on an overpass don't generally flip over. Okay, you've got a, you've got a top-heavy load here, which I think you would get a feel for as a responsible driver in advance of making a curve like that at a particular speed that was obviously excessive for the okay. top-heavy nature of the load. And and I'll go for the top. I'll go for the maybe the excessive speed. We haven't really been told all that. But what I'm saying is, there's a 99% chance he did not touch that freight to load it, to even know what was put on the top to be heavy. And he should not have inspected it before he drove off. What could he inspect? You're talking about a 7,000 pound pipe. How strong are you to get up there and inspect to see if it's loaded properly? Well, I can get up there and say that th- th- thing is too high in the air. We're going to have a top-heavy, unsafe scenario here. We need to do something different with that pipe. Okay. You don't have to get worked up. All I'm saying is... I am worked up. This guy driver. should be dead. You need to persecute the people who loaded the freight. Well, then that's certainly something the that needs to be looked at. driver is a driver. The now, let me ask you. The loader is trained to load freight. And as a rule of thumb, it's high and tight and to the right. That is a rule of thumb in the freight industry. What do you do for a living, Jim? Uh, Currently, right now, I lay wood floors, but I spent 10 years on a freight dock. So I know what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is is drivers are being persecuted for things that they have no control over. They do not touch the freight. They don't touch it at all. You look in the back of a semi-trailer when it comes into the dock, everything that's destroyed because it was loaded improperly. Can you blame that on the driver? No, you have to blame it on the people who were supposedly trained to load this freight. Well, Jim, if you're right, I hope that they are looked at very closely, and all of this is traced back. Thank you for a different perspective than we otherwise would have had. That is what makes the 50,000-watt front porch work, agree or disagree. Deb, this story, and you set the table for us about the unsecured load on the Mack truck that flipped over with a 7,000-pound pipe on top of it on the beach line overpass of I-4, came down and miraculously spared the life of this driver but crushed his van. We've been talking about unsecured loads and where the blame lies. So let's talk to Charlie in New Smyrna Beach who has a different take on the story. Good morning, Charlie. Yeah, good morning, Deborah. How you doing? Doing fine, thank you. What do you think about the uh, the load on the truck? Should it have been better secured, or is it, you know, is it the driver's well, I, well, responsibility? I, I think that uh, first of all, that was loaded at Trademark uh, Recycling Company, and it was it was not loaded at a loading dock. So it was loaded, and the driver is responsible for securing that load. And from what I saw, the pictures of it was secure with chains, which would be appropriate if he was driving responsibly. So he was recklessly driving, and that caused that load to shift, the truck to turn over, and those chains to break. Uh, so he, the driver is responsible for securing that load after it's placed on his truck. Charlie, let me ask you, you sound like a knowledgeable guy who might be a trucker and behind the wheel as we speak. Absolutely. I'm driving a truck as we speak. 
Uh-huh. Interesting. Does it seem like we ought to be giving out more than careless driving tickets for such a thing? Well, Bud, uh, if you look at that load, how it was secured, uh, I believe it was secured properly. Uh, had he, Like I say, had he been driving responsibly, that load would not have, have shifted and those chains would not have broken. So he, he was, I think, ticketed uh, appropriately. Uh, how many chains can you put on it? Um, if you put five chains and, and that much weight shifts, you're going to break every one of those chains when that vehicle... Really appreciate, really appreciate a trucker's perspective here, and uh, and you were listening. Thank you, Charlie, to our prior caller, Jim, and uh, gave us a different perspective on it. This has been a good conversation and an important one to have. And that's tough work too, being a truck driver. You ain't a kidding. Yeah, it really is. Long hours. And ninety nine point something percent of them are flat out the best drivers on the oh, road. Oh, without a doubt, they have to be because you know they're driving around cars that you know forget just how much distance a semi needs in order to be able to maneuver on the road with you. Right. You know they've got to be able. My uncle, both my father and my uncle, I come from a long line of long haul truckers, and they said their head has to be on a swivel twenty four seven. If they're behind the wheel of their rig, they've got to keep their head on a swivel yeah. because other drivers just aren't aware. Our big story of the day, Bud, is uh, out west where it began as yet another scorching Saturday in central Arizona as scores of families flocked to a popular swimming hole seeking relief from the 100-degree temperatures. Among them was an extended family of 14 from Phoenix. They gathered at the Cold Spring Swimming Hole in the Tonto National Forest near Payson to celebrate Maria Reyes's 26th birthday. Suddenly, without any warning, they heard a roar. As they looked, uh, turned to look upstream, they saw a massive wall of dark, muddy water rushing toward them, carrying tree trunks and logs the size of vehicles. By Sunday, nine people in that mm. extended family of 14 had been found dead. Oh. The search will continue today for a 27-year-old man swept away in that tragic flash flood. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Forget using words to express your feelings. It's World Emoji Day. The day celebrates the now ubiquitous symbols that have become a part of modern communication. The most used emoji on Facebook, the laugh cry emoji, is still going strong as it also took the top of the list for Twitter usage last year. It's followed by all heart eyes, which is lovely. Hearts in your eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In 2016, the top Twitter emoji in the U.S. was the angsty weary dude. But this year... The rolling on the floor emoji is the winner with American Facebook users. <laughs> Facebook Messenger users are also full of affection, bud. In the UK, Thailand, Con- yeah, Canada, and Brazil, the top Messenger emojis were all heart-related. The U.S. and India both blew kisses to their friends. Now, more than 5 billion emoji are sent every day on Messenger. It's unbelievable, yeah. and the menu has just, just gotten so long. I mean, it's endless what you can come up with. It really is. We even have a new emoji movie that's getting ready to come out, all about the life of the emojis themselves. You're going to be kidding. we got Lego movies, now we have emoji movies? Now we've got an emoji movie. <laughs> yep. Here's some good news. None of the top ten most used emoji on Facebook convey negative emotions. Which is nice. Didn't know that. Yeah, with the exception of number nine, which is cry eyes. However, it is not recommended to use an emoji to mark National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. Experts recommend a face-to-face apology for whatever caused your fall from grace. Yeah, Get Out of the Doghouse Day is not getting nearly as much press as National Emoji Day, but after you've made up, you can celebrate with a bowl of peach ice cream because it's National Peach Ice Cream Day as well. 
That flavor gets its own day? It gets its own day. Holy smokes. I know. Who would have thought? National Ice Cream Day, okay, but every flavor now. I know. Incredible. Good stuff, Deb. Celebrate with a bowl. <laughs> Make my, <laughs> my, my tummy rumble here, even at this hour. Thanks, Deb. You're welcome. Deborah Roberts will be back with the news. Top of the hour, whenever it breaks, you can count on that. Daily Sound Judgment Game, we are ready to play. We got some new prizes right now, so Michael's going to run them down and listen closely. That's right. Our winner today gets a hardback copy of Come Sundown by New York Times bestselling author Nora Roberts. With its no take no guff, heroine Come Sundown is a quintessential Robert's novel that will capture you with its spine-tingling suspense. But that's not all. If you win today, you'll be in the running for the grand prize, which is a $175 Cavender's gift card, a distinguished leader in the Western wear industry. Cavender's carries a full line of men's, women, and children Western apparel as handcrafted Western boots. Don't just wear it. Live it. Visit There you go. Thank you, Michael. A couple of good prizes worth playing for, and we are ready to go. 407-916-5400 is the number, and that's the number if somebody gets a wrong answer to open up a line for you to win in a later round. All right, here we are. Big doings at the Kennedy Space Center over the weekend. A gala celebration of the anniversary of the first manned mission to the moon, the Apollo 11 flight. Listen to the sound of that historic launch, then use your sound judgment to tell me how many years ago, right now, the Apollo 11 astronauts were en route to that moon landing. How many years ago did we hear this? Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. And how many years ago did that historic launch occur? They actually would have lifted off the anniversary yesterday and been on the moon this morning. How many years ago? Line one? Line one? One one million. Oh, you're an idiot. All right, 407-916-5400. That line is now open for you. Line two, how many years ago did that historic event occur? Try 47. No, but you're so close. 407-916-5400. Line three, how many years ago? 45, bud. Nope, heading in the wrong direction. You need to know the year, then you do the math, subtracting from 2017, and you'll get the number. And you guys have been pretty close, but not close enough. Line four, how many years ago? 44. No, no, 407-916-5400. Back to line one, the launch of Apollo 11. How many years ago, line one? 48. Yes, sir. We got a mathematician or an historian or maybe a little bit of both here. Congratulations to you. Well, thank you. (laughs) Good stuff. What's your first name, please? Mark. Mark, where are you calling in from today, buddy? I'm from Orlando. Okay, good deal. I'll tell you what, I'm getting a little pressed on the clock, so I'm going to move you right on to Michael here off air, make arrangements for you to get those brand new prizes, okay? Thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening and playing our game. We appreciate it. All right, now don't go away. There it is. Yep, it was July of 1969, the launch of Apollo 11, 48 years ago. Good.
Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a beautiful Monday at 8 o'clock as we give you our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning the search continues for a missing person in an Arizona flood and an update on that huge Pasco County sinkhole. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. We'll have a live update on the GOP health care bill situation and uh, the Trump Jr. Russian story as well. Plus, you're taking any topic on Open Mind Monday ahead in this hour of Good Morning Orlando. And good Monday morning. It's 802 on News Radio 1025. Arizona recovery crews will be back out today searching for a man swept away in a deadly flash flood. At least six children and three adults were killed when a wall of water and debris roared through a popular swimming hole about 80 miles northeast of Phoenix on Saturday. The Gila County Sheriff's Office says 14 members of a family were at that swimming hole when the flash flood boiled up. Four people were rescued. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Locally, a boy is dealing with what are described as significant injuries after getting hit by a truck on the beach. The four-year-old is expected to survive yesterday afternoon's accident in Ormond Beach near the approach to Harvard Beach. Volusia County deputies say he was on a boogie board when he ran into a truck's bumper. 19-year-old Aaron Hangstrom of Sanford was driving the truck but doesn't appear to have been at fault. Something Bud said... Uh, earlier this morning, you see often those boogie boarders riding right up to the edge of the sand to where the driving lanes begin. Yeah, on high tide, you get into that situation, and they'll ride the boogie boards, you know, right to the end of the wave, and it gets pretty crowded on the drive-along beaches at high tide. Uh, fortunately, it looks like he's going to make it. Yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, two people are in the hospital after a New York police pickup truck accidentally ran over them on a Long Island beach. It happened last night while an officer was driving toward the water to let people know the beach was closing for the night. Police say the beach was packed and that the officer didn't see the man and woman in their 50s lying on a blanket. Their injuries, including broken ribs, are said to be non-life-threatening. Ooh. A visitor to Daytona Beach Shores is alive today, thanks to some lifeguards. The Ohio man was pulled from the water over the weekend after suffering a medical emergency. He was unresponsive, but lifeguards were able to revive him with CPR. The man was taken to the hospital for further treatment. On the other side of the coast of Florida, the largest sinkhole in Pasco County, which is just north of Tampa, in at least three decades, appears to have stopped growing after swallowing two homes, a boat, and a swimming pool on Friday. Five homes in Land Lakes have been deemed unsafe for reentry, but residents of four other homes were allowed to return. Still, Pasco County Emergency Manager Kevin Guthrie says county crews and engineers are going to be in that neighborhood for weeks, if not months, to come. Just like any other disaster, we start with insurance. So we'll be contacting the homeowners and the insurance that where the sinkhole originated, and then we will move to those next levels. The county's going to have to make some investments here. We understand that. Obviously, the road belongs to the county. That road was also swallowed up by the sinkhole on Friday. Thankfully, no injuries were reported. What caused a small fire on the roof of the SpaceX building in Port Canaveral last night is under investigation. The fire was quickly extinguished, and there was no damage to SpaceX equipment or hardware. And finally, a British woman mm -hmm. is seeing a lot better now that the 27 contact lenses in one of her eyes what? are out. Oh, and I would think she would be seeing better. I I'm amazed you. she could see it all. I am as well. I'm surprised she has an eye left. Doctors say the 67-year-old woman thought her eye was uncomfortable because of dry eye or maybe old age. Nope. The eye doctors say they removed 17 lenses that were stuck together 
when they found 10 more under her eyelid. Oh, jeez, Deb. It just hurts to even hear this. I know. The woman had been wearing disposable contacts for 35 years, but hadn't been going to an eye doctor for regular checkups. Here's a free commercial. Go to Dr. Filatowski, get high-definition LASIK, no contacts. Exactly. <laughs> no contacts, not a single contact, not and one. certainly not more than two dozen. Good Lord. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. WFLA News Time, it's 8.06. Check out the photo of a soldier saluting a funeral procession in the pouring rain. It has gone viral, and you can see it for yourself at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando. On News Radio 1025. With a fun man back from a family vacation. Always great to be back with you, Deb, and uh, Yaffe at the controls. Michael screening. We've got hour number three coming up. Be ready with your take on any topic. It's Open Mind Monday. Um, I'm not big on talking about my family vacation because I feel that that. that it, it runs the risk of chasing everybody off the 50,000-watt front porch. But you asked me to share uh, a moment that I will forever remember. Because it was very special. It was very secret. was. And it's, it's been a bucket list item of yours, and that's to partake in some artwork, to yeah. draw and to paint. I have no demonstrated ability to do any of that. And I went online and, um, and, and to learn how to do pencil sketching on YouTube, and there's all kinds of... And it was freehand. The drawings that you... Absolutely. Okay, there was no tracing yeah. or anything like that. When we were there, one of the highlights was our only grandson of our four grandkids, David, turned 10, and we were going to have a big celebration. I decided I would take his picture, his class picture, and see if I could draw it freehand and give it to him as, as Paca's president, uh, present. And so I did, and it came out better than I thought. And then Linda, my wife, said to me, you need to do the other three grandkids. Fortunately, I had enough time to do it, and every... One of the grandkids got a portrait from Paca um, at, at one evening there, and it was amazing the reaction I got from the family. I couldn't quite believe it. What was the reaction? Some of them are really funny. Uh, my, my, my son said, balloon away. <laughs> and my two girls said, jaws on the floor. <laughs> they couldn't believe it. But, it, you know, and my one daughter said, you know, this is an inspirational thing. It just shows that you should never ref- you should never deny yourself the opportunity to do something just because you think you can't do it. Could have been a colossal failure, in which case he had no idea whether I was going to exactly. give him this or not. But they turned but it, out so well. They but didn't did. your son, Brad, actually accuse you of, of checking out an app that will do the uh, sketch for yes, you? Yes, yes. I said, what is it? Come on now. Come on. What am I, what am I stand for? What exactly. Kind of a, what kind of a dad am I? <laughs> no, he, I he, he was kidding me about that. Apparently there's an app where you can take a photograph and actually do a pencil sketch version of it. But no, these were all freehand, and I was surprised. Took a lot of time. Thank goodness for the eraser. That's why we did pencil <laughs> sketching. And it came out really, really well. I was very proud of them, but it was just a great, great reaction. It was. And uh, Bud had emailed us a picture of himself standing with the four grandchildren with their proud portraits from their paca. And it was smiles all around. So kudos to you, Bud, for following through on something you've always wanted to try, yeah. your hand at art, and then turning it into Lovely gifts that you yeah. have no doubt will be treasured forever by your grandchildren. Let, let me just say this, gang. Trust me on this, not falsely modest. If I can do that, you 
can do it yes, as well. Or whatever else it is that's out there that you think is beyond your reach. Yeah, Grandma Moses didn't start painting till she was in her 80s or even later, and now she's hanging in the Smithsonian. So there you go. why not try? Thanks, Deb. You're welcome, bud, man. Yeah, Congratulations, was, Paca. It was quite a moment. Maybe we'll find that photo and post it online. Oh, Maybe I've, we can get a look at it. I've got it in my email. And there for you? me to say I know where I can find it in my email, right. that's a big deal. Send it to Yaffe. We'll put it on the, uh, I on the will. website. Oh, good. That's a great idea. All right. Which would be 1025WFLA.com, keyword Budman. That's right. You can check out Paca's portraits for yourself. <laughs> All right. We'll get on that. that. That's up to you, Deb. All right. got to get it to Yaffe. I will send it to him before I even leave the newsroom. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Anyway, that was fun. So here we go. We got an update from our man, uh, Joe Gomez, our News Radio 1025 national correspondent on the GOP health care bill situation. We talked about it earlier. want to get you up to date. You might want to weigh in on this and how it's going to play out on Open Mind Monday. And also the, the mainstream media going after uh, the Trump presidency through his son, Donald J. Trump, on the issue of collusion with the Russians, supposedly. So... We'll have all of that with Joe, and then we'll get to you and your take on whatever's on your mind this morning. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Open Mind Monday coming up uh, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit LaurelHasTheBuyers.com. First of all, an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes. Stick around if you can here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Before we get to Open Mind Monday, and this may chum the waters for some conversation um, and opinion on your point of view for Open Mind Monday, 407-916-5400 on the phone, text line 23680. We're going to bring in News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Joe Gomez, keeping his eye on a couple of stories I talked about at length in our 6 o'clock hour before you may have been with us, um, the GOP health care bill and the problems it is having, and Donald J. Trump. Jr. and the Russians. Joe, good morning. Welcome back to Good Morning Orlando. Oh, good morning, bud. How about we start with that Republican health care bill and the latest obstacle um, uh, in the form of uh, Senator McCain's health? Yeah, this is an unfortunate development, I think. Uh, Senator John McCain had to have emergency surgery over the weekend. Uh, There was a two-inch blood clot above his left eye uh, that they had to remove by performing an incision into his skull Mm. Uh, to remove that blood clot. And uh, it sounds like it may have been either near or uh, actually attached to his brain. And so now McCain is uh, recovering, and that recovery process could take as long as uh, two to three weeks, depending. And as a result, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has said that he is not going to schedule a vote on health care until McCain uh, gets back on his feet. Because that's a vote that they would need to have, even though I don't know whether he's fully committed to voting for this thing or not. Um, they're right on the edge of not having the 50 votes they need. Am I right? Oh, yeah. I mean, this 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 shows you just how delicate uh, a balance uh, trying to get all the votes together really is. Because uh, McCain uh, being out, you have Susan Collins, who's a firm no. You have uh, Senator Rand Paul, who's also a firm no, mm-hmm. and uh, with McCain, that makes three. So that would automatically uh, kill the bill and be dead on arrival. Uh, so I think that they're going to really need to muster every single possible vote they can get together on the Republican side if they have any hopes of passing health care. And if they don't, uh, then it may not get passed uh, by the end of the summer. And, and of course, there are concerns about, um, you know, what the ramifications of that might be when Republicans stand for re-election in 2018 in the House and some of the senators as well. Let's talk about Donald Trump Jr. 
and the Russians and that meeting and more and more names keep coming up who attended it, et cetera. What do you have on the latest for that, Joe? Well, the latest is that there's uh, controversy over this uh, additional person who apparently was part of this meeting with Donald Trump Jr. and this Russian attorney. This is a man who apparently had uh, been a Soviet ex, uh, uh, he had been a Soviet spy allegedly before, and uh, there was another report indicating that he had ties to Russian intelligence. And so uh, you had uh, the President Trump's uh, personal attorney coming out defending uh, Trump Jr., saying, "Well." If this guy was really a former spy, why did the Secret Service let him into the meeting to begin with? The Secret Service came out and said, well, since this meeting happened in June of last year, we would not have even been providing security for Donald Trump Jr. So that's not really an accurate um, defense there. Completely blows that defense out of the water. But it just seems like we're seeing more and more developments with that controversy. Yeah, drip, 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 and on it goes. Our News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Joe Gomez, thanks for a great job updating us on two big stories we may be talking about here later on in this hour. Joe, thanks for coming by. Catch you next time. All right. Thanks, bud. Yeah, good deal. As we roll on for the Frontgate Realty Studio and Good Morning Orlando, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. All right, it's high time we got to the Open Mind Monday phone lines and the text line, beginning with Olin, first on from Palm Bay. Good morning, Olin. You're on with a bud man. Uh, good morning to you, Bud. Uh, you opened the show by asking Trump supporters if their uh, support had uh, waned or stayed the same. Yeah, because there's I, some polling indicating slippage there. Right. I just wanted to say that my support has not changed. I contributed $200 to President Trump's campaign last year. I would do the same thing. I believe that Donald Trump loves America. Uh, Donald Trump's family is in America. A big part of his fortune is in America, and he is trying to do the things that he promised during his campaign. I think he's doing a good job. He needs a lot more support than what he's getting. He's never held elective office in his life, but he's had to learn a lot of things. The most complicated job in the entire world is the presidency of the United States, I believe. I believe you're right. And he is, uh, he's a good man, but I, I totally support him. And uh, he, he wants to make America better. And, you know, what's wrong with that? And, and by the way, it was people in Florida, we people in Florida, and up through the heartland of America, big, wide heartland. Right. We are the ones that elected Donald Trump. It was not Lindsey Graham or John McCain. It was we that had to pick him out after years of trying to get those people yep. to do what we wanted. You know, we gave him power over the years. You know that, bud. Oh, I agree but, with you 100%, and I like the idea that as difficult as the sledding has been, you know, and some of this stuff is self-inflicted with Trump. I don't think you and I would debate that, but a lot of it is just obstruction, you know, by those who are committed to destroying him and his presidency and all he represents, that you're still sticking with him. Yeah, and he, I didn't expect a, a perfect person. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I didn't expect a perfect person. Got it. He's still learning. I got it. Thank you. Great call. Appreciate it. Check that text line, Yaffe, as we roll on in the early segments here of Open Mind Monday. 
Yes, but I actually have a very interesting text for you. We had some um, someone who's reacting to your sketching. You talked about at the top of the hour how you took up pencil sketching. I did. And you sketched your grandchildren. I posted that picture on the website, by the way. You like you it? Know, yeah. Oh, you did a great job. <laughs> you can go to 1025WFLA.com. Uh, click on the Good Morning Orlando tab. It's up there for everyone to see. But someone says they are a member of the cancer support community at Orlando Regional Medical Center. And once a month, they have an art and medicine program, and they want you to know if you could go there and teach sketching one time. Oh, my goodness. I think I probably need a little more work before I'd be ready to teach it, but I'd be happy to have a conversation. They said the instructor who's in charge of the program always likes to have guest artists. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, sure, I'd consider it. Yeah, I think you should. I need to do a little more work. I made a lot of mistakes. I went through a lot of erasers. To get those portraits of the grandkids, uh, right? They looked really good, though. <laughs> I'm a little nervous here. My confidence <laughs> is shaky, but thank you. I'm honored by that. Yeah, all right. Well, give me the info a little bit later on that, Mike. I will. I think <laughs> you should do it. All right. I know. Okay. You need to teach me, too, because I can't do it. Well, I, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I have I had no demonstrated ability to draw anything. Stick figures, maybe. It's amazing what you can do if you watch a few presentations on YouTube.com. Right. It's amazing. Trust me, if I can do it, I think almost anybody can do it. And and the eraser is the key. <laughs> I wish for all the other mistakes we make in our life that you could erase them as easily as you can in a pencil sketch. Um, Lee, you're next on the phone line on, um, on health care, and I want to get your take on this. Be patient through the news update with Deb, if you will. And other callers, 407-916-5400. What's grinding your gears this morning? What do you want to sound off about? What do you want me to know that I'm not smart enough to be talking about here this morning? Our text line is at 23680. Deborah Roberts, I miss you when I'm on vacation. Good Missed to be back. you, too. Yeah, it's great to have you back. <laughs> ah, what's going on? Well, we've got an Arizona man is still missing two days after a flash flood killed at least nine members of his family. Heavy rains on Saturday churned up a wall of water and debris that roared downstream Saturday, killing at least nine, including at least two children who were on a family outing along a creek about 80 miles northeast of Phoenix. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A real mystery and an investigation is underway after an Australian woman was shot and killed over the weekend by a Minneapolis police officer. Authorities say an officer fired at Justine Damon Saturday night while responding to a possible assault. Now, according to the woman's stepson, Damon herself was the one who called 911 after hearing a noise in the alley. The victim lived nearby with her fiancé. Hundreds of people turned out to protest at the scene Sunday. Mayor Betsy Hodges called the incident tragic and said she would investigate why the officer's body cameras weren't turned on. Turns out the squad car camera also failed to capture the shooting. U.S. Senator John McCain is recovering from successful surgery to remove a blood clot from his left eye. Following the procedure at the Mayo Clinic in Phoenix on Friday, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said on Saturday that he's postponing consideration of the Republican health care bill while McCain recovers. The Arizona Republican has said he will not take part in any congressional votes for the next week, which would put the health care bill one vote short of passing after two Republican senators stated they'll vote against it. By the way, Deb, I in the uh, last half hour when you were in the newsroom, uh, Joe Gomez, our News Radio 1025 national correspondent, said the latest thinking is this is a little more serious than they, they had thought, and it may be two to three weeks that McCain will not be in Washington. Hence, and we wish him well, no votes 
on the health care bill. Yeah, may end up um, reversing the plans of delaying the first two weeks of the August recess. Go ahead, take the recess, and then come back maybe when he's recovered. Oh, that'd be interesting. We'll see. Yeah. In the meantime, Florida's senior senator in D.C. says the latest GOP health care bill is DOA, dead on arrival. Bill Nelson says there's not much difference between the bill that passed the House, the original Senate bill that went nowhere, and the newly revised Senate bill. When you realize how many millions of people it kicks off of uh, health insurance, when you realize it decimates Medicaid, and uh, when you realize how bad this bill is, it's just as bad as the first two. Nelson says the proposed reductions in Medicaid are especially devastating because they punish poor people, seniors, children, and persons with disabilities. Finally, mistakes in taking medications are landing more and more Americans in the hospital. A new study says most of those mistakes involve people taking the wrong medications or the wrong dose and accidentally taking a second dose of medicine they've already taken. One-third of those errors ended with someone going to the hospital. The study from the Center for Injury Research and Policy and the Central Ohio Poison Center found that over the past 13 years, those types of errors have jumped 100%. Researchers say keeping a written log might be the best bet to prevent these types of problems. I was wondering what the solution might be there, you know, but I... I those pill boxes, I know with my mom who mm-hmm. has to take multiple medications as well, having those little pill boxes where each dose is put in for each day and you take them at the same time. Right. And when you see that that little square is empty, then you know you've taken your medication for the day. I think one of the big problems is it happens, this problem for a lot of older folks yeah. who are not as sharp mentally as they were. And that's a little bit tougher to overcome. Whether Could they even keep a log, you know, and they're still living independently But, you know, they have a hard time remembering what they did and did not do. And I think that's where a lot of this comes in. And that's a tough one to solve. Yeah, absolutely. It is a tough one to solve. And for anybody who's busy and has walked into a room and forgot why they walked in there... You, can you see don't why. have to be old for that to happen. No, you do not. <laughs> you can see why medication errors are easy to make. Sure. You can get these stories and more at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando and Open Mind Monday continues now. Absolutely does. As a matter of fact, John, you're next. And Lee as well. I'm going to get to Lee first because he's been on the line the longest on health care. And, uh, and, and John wants to talk about Ted Kennedy's body, Deb. What about? Well, I don't know. That's why we have Open Mind Monday. I just sit back and listen. This will be interesting. It will be. It always is. We'll check the text line, too, if you want to call or text and sound off on anything we've been talking about or not talking about. 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. As we roll on toward the 9 o'clock hour with you from the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit LauraHasTheBuyers.com. I really appreciate all our callers, the really patient ones in particular. Lee, thank you for hanging in with me. Good morning. Welcome to Open Mind Monday, Lee, from Orlando. You want to talk health care, right? Absolutely. And regarding your previous caller who said that uh, he still believes in Donald Trump and he thinks Donald Trump is trying to keep his promises, evidently he is not keeping a watchful eye on the health care um, it's Trump who said last week that he's sitting in his office with a pen in hand waiting to sign the bill. I'm break a couple of his promises about not cutting Medicare and, not, and covering everybody in the country and giving great health care. Uh, but two quick points besides that. Uh, 
Ron, Rand Paul and Mitch McConnell, I'm surprised, both of them being from Kentucky, that they're surviving politically because Kentucky's governor used the Medicaid expansion to help almost a million people in Kentucky. And here they are trying to take health care away from those people. Uh, politically, McConnell. They're not trying uh, to take he, it away. They're just trying not to force them to buy it, Lee. Well, no, but this is going to take medica- uh, me- uh, medical coverage away from them. We both know that. The CBO score that comes out today, hopefully, will confirm that. And McConnell, evidently, has been reported that he's telling some of the moderates to don't worry about voting uh, and for the Medicare cuts, Medicaid cuts, because they'll never happen because they're so far down the road. If that is the case, if that is the case, this is really a tax cut bill disguised as a health care bill. And it's going to blow such a hole in the budget if that is true. So I don't, his motivation is suspect. And then lastly, Senator McCain, I hope he gets well soon. Right. But he is blessed to have the best health care coverage in the world. And these people who are drawing this bill up, trying to take away health care coverage from everybody else, they always vote for themselves better health care coverage while they're trying to take health care coverage from everybody else. All right, Lee, thank you. I'm gritting my teeth because I'm walking the talk. It's Open Mind Monday. I will keep an open mind. Agree or disagree to whatever you have to say. And you've had your say. Lee, thank you. John, I've never had a call like this. It says, as we bring you up on the screen from Titusville, John, you got something on Ted Kennedy's body? Uh, Yes, sir. And and I'm in no way kidding about this. Um, You know, we all have to listen to the Democrats' uh, uh, crocodile tears about uh, conspiring with the Russians when they've been doing it for decades. It's come to light that Ted Kennedy conspired with Yuri Andropov to uh, to help overthrow um, uh, Reagan in his second term. It, that is proof that he committed treason to this country, and he is buried in Arlington Cemetery. Someone needs to speak for those who have died. That hollowed ground is being spoiled by his wretched treasonous corpse. Wow! It needs it needs to be removed from a national cemetery. There has to be rules about. If someone has committed treason in this country, they should not be able to be buried with other heroes that are buried there. Wow. Now, and, for those who are not familiar with this, and Dropoff was uh, briefly the head of the Soviet Union uh, back in the 80s. Correct. And after, after Reagan uh, got his first term, and during his first term, he conspired directly with Yuri Andropov. He said that if he helped uh, and, uh, uh, help the Democrats wait a minute, wait a minute. Term. You said it made it sound like you thought Reagan conspired with Andropov. No, no, no. Teddy Kennedy. Right. Just want you to be clear on that. Yes, Teddy Kennedy conspired, and, and, and these documents were released after the, the, uh, the Soviet Union collapsed, and all those millions of documents came out, and, and no one has disproved this, that he did this. Um, and, and he conspired to, and he, he said that he would show the Russians yeah. in a good light, and that uh, if if he helped uh, Reagan lose that term, that uh, he would he would be favorable to the Russians. Wow. Well, that is treason, sir. And he should not be in those hollowed grounds. All right. Among those those brave souls that gave their lives, and he should not be there. In it, Arlington it, Cemetery, the word correct. you're telling me is Teddy. They need to dig him up and move him out. 
That's Open Mind Monday. What's on your mind this morning? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Hot topic at our 7 o'clock hour. We had a lot of calls and texts on this. Uh, that near disaster over the weekend when that overloaded truck with a 7,000-pound pipe flipped on an overpass, dropped the pipe down on a van, almost killed a man on I-4 who miraculously survived, and he gets a careless driving ticket. We were talking about whether something needs to be done to create a greater deterrent to all of these unsecured loads we see so often on the roads and highways of Florida. If you've got an opinion on that, that was hot earlier. So we continue for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. I haven't heard from you yet on Open Mind Monday, and I'd love to. 407-916-5400. Text line is always open, never busy, 23680. Good to be back with you for that family vacation. A little side note on that before we say goodbye. But before we get to even that, we want to update the text line incoming on Open Mind Monday. What is on the collective minds of the folks who are hitting our text line at 23680, Mike? Uh, Yes, one person said, uh, bringing up an issue that's close to his heart, I guess. There is an issue with voter registration. He says, the fact that you can download our name, addresses, date of birth, and other information off the state's website is a huge privacy concern that needs to be stopped. It says Facebook allows us to hide this information from the public eye, but why doesn't the state of Florida? There's no way for the average person to remove their information from the state's website. Interesting. That's important stuff. Yeah, it's kind of an issue. I had never really thought of yeah. it being a big issue, but that is a big deal. talking about that. We'll look into it more. Yeah. Anything else going on there? Uh, yes. One person says, in terms of the Trump Jr. thing, says... Uh, it's not so much this whole thing is not so much about Trump senior, but he thinks they're terrified of Junior running for office in the future. So this is to discredit him now early so he never runs for office in the future. That's an interesting take on that. Among the Trump children, I think, well, Ivanka's very very uh, impressive, but I I don't think she has any political ambitions. Donald Trump Jr. Seems to, and 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 he really is impressive. I think he is at any rate. I think he's more articulate than his dad. Oh, I think honestly, he is. yeah, he is. He, he's he's really good. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, it was great to um to see his dad um you know coming around his son here and and really saying such wonderful things about him. You know, one thing about Donald Trump, I don't care where you are politically, this guy really does love his family. You know, and he brings him close to him in, in business here. But but there, there's a real there's a real love there. And um, and, and yeah, by, I think by, it would be hard to doubt that. I yeah. think I think so. And, and and he's always credited with being a with an absolutely terrific dad. The, the kids go out of their way to say that when they don't have to say such a thing. You know, I've got a great, great family and I know many of you do as well. And you know what a blessing kids and grandkids can be. And we were on this family vacation of ours where we've got everybody at a central location which happened to be right on the Gulf of Mexico and Gulf Shores, Alabama, in a condo last week. We had the family that's up in Tennessee come on down. We all came up from here, and we spent a great, great uh, four or five days together. And, um, and one of the fruits of that was I gave this, um, the, these portraits that I had done on pencil sketch that I'm trying to learn how to do to my grandkids. You can go see that on the website at 1025wfla.com, keyword Budman, because they turned out better than I could have imagined and kind of surprised some members of my family because I've never done anything like that before, which just goes to show you put your mind to something, you might surprise yourself. Well, I really got a surprise because my precious 11-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter, Lily, is a budding musician just beginning to learn how to play the guitar. 
and she surprised me by playing note by note on a guitar, which is brand new to her, America the Beautiful, while we were all sitting around in the condo. And I was just, I mean, I wasn't a dry eye, certainly not me. I was like crying like a baby. And, and I said, well, well honey, why, why would you select that song for me? That's a hard one to do for someone just learning the guitar. And she says, I knew you'd love it, Paca, because you're so patriotic. And I thought, you know what? I'm glad something that I've tried to stand for gets through to the ones I love. And uh, I hope that comes through here from the 50,000-watt front porch, where we are freedom-loving Americans, as in WFLA. And we know so many of you drip red, white, and blue right along with us. Great to be back with you for Deb, for Yaffe, for Michael, the Bud Man. Have a great day. See you tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, here in Good Morning Orlando. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America.